Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Hitch up your reindeer uh, Go straight to the ghetto Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Sports Radio 1990Game Sam and Greg into the 9 o'clock hour So glad you've been with us this morning As we're in now for, for like Steak and Sandra yeah, that's usually the time there, right? So we, yeah. we we in for them now. Uh, I'm so glad. Have we had us. steak on the show yet? Ever? Um, Sandra, I know we haven't, but is steak is, is for any. I know he and I would miss each other down on V103, like right, I do. Right. Casting call with Ramon, and then I hear he be. Well, we got to wake Canada. him up. We got to wake him up one morning then. Well, we'll wake him up. This would be the only morning. He can wake up like a, No, we'll wake him up early one morning to oh, come Oh, you mean for our us. show? Yes. So we're calling him on his show, though. We'll, that's yeah, the, that's okay, the draw. We'll, we'll call him out. We're the one. we got to wake somebody up. What do you think? I mean, how about it? Okay, well, let's do this first. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Yeah. Top of the hour, say to you, good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a good morning to the folks in Sandy Springs. Sandy Springs. Sandy Springs. Sandy Springs. Yep, yep, right there. Wonderful. Boy, they, they got some something going on there with, with the Roswell Road exit 285. They've yeah. been working on that. Lots thing. of construction over there. Oh my goodness. You gotta get off sooner if you want to get to four hundred. Yeah. I love that though. Ooh-wee. I told you I had a couple of accidents when I was going over the perimeter and somebody not used to that and poof, bumped into somebody's bumper one morning and the next day, same thing. They're just doing some different things over there. Well the city's growing. I guess. Remember when we used to be up here at look uh, or different parts of the city when all you had was Peachtree Plaza, the hotel, that was that was the skyscraper, and then you looked toward Buckhead and all you had was Park Place. That place at Elton John and Oprah bought yeah, a place. Right. Coretta Scott King lived in there for right, a minute, right? Right. And you can, yeah, you can look all you. you now, to, forget you about look, it. You have to search for those things now. They're just like you know buried behind a whole lot of different stuff. So it's been built since then. So here's the thing: we got to bring you up on something real quick here before we get to this World Cup stuff, because there was a question about whether or not you, Mr. Crenshaw, were going to be here with me this morning Why? because it's a Friday and you have your show to do tonight. Yes, we've talked about how it's been changed because of the Hawks game, which, by the way, you can hear right here, Hawks and Rockets, pregame 7.30, tip at 8 o'clock. And when I was having this discussion, not necessarily looking for a co-host, but just I was talking to Mike Conti about it uh, as we were meeting, as we do weekly, and he mentioned Jason Longshore, right? And I was like, okay, I I think I've had or we've had Jason on maybe once or twice, not that much. I said, but, yeah, this would be kind of cool. And I had never really even shook hands with Jason. This can happen in this business. You work with somebody, and just because of the shift you do or vice versa, or they're maybe in the field more, you don't meet these people. So I was looking forward to working with Jason. Then you told me you could make it. (laughs) Then I'm like, well, okay, all right, that's nice and everything. But he made himself available. And I also bring this up because Jason is also hosting – the World Cup, I won't be a preview, but recap show every night right here, correct? Yeah. So he'll be on after the Hawks game right? tonight. Mm-hmm. Having said all of that, yes. do we have him? Oh, we don't. All right, well, we're trying to effort him, and, and Eric was trying to reach out to him and see if Jason would be up. We're just trying to wake all kinds of folks up. Yeah, we? we are, man. We're trying to disrupt yeah. people's Friday after what, eating what, a whole what, big what, meal what, yesterday. Some people are out, you know, they're out, you know, doing the, doing the shop thing. Okay. They're out getting them. You're assuming. They're out getting them $200, 55-inch screen TVs. Now, that would be me. You know. <laughs> that, would, that would be <laughs> I'm me. I'm just saying, folks are, you know, going out there getting those things. They're not waiting for them to be delivered. They're going to go get them in person well, if, would they, you, if, if they can. Would you? Is there, a, is there a TV in your house 
that you'd like to replace with one of these good deals? Because I got one. Do you? Yeah, I'm. They're, they're, I'm serious about it. I mean, there's. I got them when, and they were expensive then, but they're like you know, forty two inch. Yeah. And they were like, so if I can get a fifty whatever for like two hundred bucks, that that one's. I'm, I'm donating that another one to charity. <laughs> I'm taking it right now. I'm going to give it to somebody. Yeah. I don't have a college student going off. And, right, right. You would give it to. You got your two nieces, right? Yeah. They got big screens in their room, probably? Um, you know, I got to check with them and see. Are they busting in a, They busting in the dorms and stealing flat screens these no, days? No, well. They ain't no, doing that these days? I don't think so. I don't think, yeah. I, don't, I haven't heard of them. No, no, not where they are, anyway. Well, as we get ready to talk some NFL and Falcons coming up with Maria Martin, that'll be um, in our next segment. How much time have you been spending doing the World Cup thing? Uh, we spent some time yesterday because Brazil was on, and the, the big story out of that yesterday was that Neymar uh, has a severe uh, ankle injury. We we looked up, we saw that. Remember oh, that, that yeah, that looked crazy. That's ooh. Um, they don't know his availability for us. So I, I think the match coming up next for them is like Switzerland, so they don't know. So, uh oh, we got a, we got our guy. <laughs> you got interrupted in mid thought. That's okay because we know we know we bring it in. Let's bring him on in. All right. You, Jason Longshore is all over this, and of course he's going to be as a late night wrap ups uh, here, and he joins us now. I guess we, we uh, Jason, well, I was how are talking you? To... What's up, guys? How y'all doing? Good morning, man. How you doing? <laughs> I just told the story how you were supposed to be here this morning, and and made yourself available, and Sam just bumped you. It's like getting, getting knocked <laughs> off a flight to the West Coast. I didn't mean to do it like that. Yeah, you did. I will always make room for Sam Crenshaw. <laughs> no, no. How are you, Jason? And and how are you surviving World Cup right now? Because you you a lot of work. You doing well. It's it's uh it's been hectic with you know the the schedule that we're on doing the the Atlanta Soccer Tonight show uh, late night and then some games kicking off at five a.m. I have had to watch a few five a.m. games on tape, but it's been a, a fun tournament and it's starting to build it feels like it's starting to bubble up a little bit now that we're getting into the second games for everybody well what is the compelling story at this point um because for for those who aren't big time soccer fans it's all about the beer that's not being sold in the stadiums so what what else yeah that (laughs) (laughs) that's one for sure um there there are compelling stories off the field obviously with the tournament being in qatar and and all of the different storylines around that. On the field, the storylines for me have been the the shock upset of Argentina, who's a contender to win this tournament. Uh, They were beaten by Saudi Arabia in game one. The come-from-behind win for Japan over Germany, who's always a contender to win the World Cup. They took the lead, and then Japan came back with two goals in the second half to win that. Brazil, I think yesterday, staked their claim to being the favorite. Uh, maybe a goal of the tournament from Richarlison with the overhead volley. They you know, kind of take their place where we're used to seeing Brazil as one of the teams that you expect to win. And then in Group B, where the United States is, it's wide open. It was wide open coming into it, with the exception that most people expect England to get through. It was wide open after the first game where the U.S. gets the draw with Wales, could have gotten a win. The Welsh felt like they could have gotten a win with their strong second half. It's even more wide open after this morning's result with Iran beating Wales. Um, Some people didn't expect that. This Iranian team is very good, and I think they were were emotionally struggling with the first game against England for two reasons. We know everything going on back in Iran, and some of these players have spoken out about the protests, which is incredibly 
brave to do, knowing what kind of ramifications that could mean for them. I think that was tough for them to get going in the first game, and then their goalkeeper was concussed very early in that, a nasty injury that also had to affect them. And they, they lost control of that game and lost to England badly. They came back and outplayed Wales thoroughly and got the win today. That honestly clarifies the path for the U.S., though. If the U.S. gets a point today, at least, they go into the last day with a chance to basically win and you're in, into the knockout round. They'll control their own destiny if they can get at least a point today. Well, spending time with Jason Longshore, my goodness. Uh, this is great. This I know is... it. I know it. I know it. <laughs> Thank you, man. Just bringing us up to speed with everything with <laughs> World Cup. Um, you know, thoughts about, you know, the U.S. team. And a lot of people say we're just happy to be invited to the garden party this time. We ain't been in a minute. Um, but, but to give themselves the best opportunity against England today. Yeah, I think they're a little bit more than that. I think this is a team that is very young. It's one of the youngest teams in the tournament. I think they're a team that is building a little bit for when we host the tournament in 2026. You know, the host nation, you get that boost from the fans, you're playing at home, you have a better opportunity to make a deeper run. That's in the back of the mind. But this team on the field, they've been building for three years now under Greg Berhalter. I think they understand the way he wants to play. A lot of these players have played together for a pretty good while. You can even go back to the youth national teams. And I thought they showed in the first 45 minutes against Wales how good they can be. I'll take that first half for the U.S. against Wales and put it up against almost any performance that the U.S. has ever had in a half of a match. It was that good. They lost control of it in the second half. It's hard to maintain that kind of a level for 90 minutes. This, this U.S. team did not do that. Wales did some things tactically that made it difficult, but the game still came down to one mistake, and it's a penalty that Wales converts. Walker Zimmerman dove in on a tackle, and the U.S. only got a point out of that game. Listen. That's what you have to build on in this one, though. No mistakes, but you also have to remember we played a team that is ranked in FIFA's top 20 off the park in the first 45. You can go into this game with England, who is one of the best teams in the world, and not play with fear. And that's what I hope we see from the U.S. today. Jason Longshore joining Sam and Greg here. Who are in for John and Hugh on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. We'd be remiss if we didn't bring you in on a conversation that we had earlier. Dr. Dale Yake join us from PT Solutions. And we were just talking about athletes here locally and just overall that are rehabbing and coming back um, the next season. And you being, of course, the voice of Atlanta United, we talked about Joseph Martinez, the speculation about whether or not he's here or not, but just coming back from that injury and being the player he once was. What are your thoughts on him? And then overall, what uh, fans could look forward to with Atlanta United next season? Yeah, I, I wish I, I knew kind of where Joseph was in the recovery from the knee issues. And, and I think now you do have to put it in a plural because you know his injury, his ACL tear was the end of February in 2020, right before everything changed in the world with COVID. Um, he was hurt in Nashville, and we knew he'd be out for a year. But what we didn't know was the complications that arose after the surgery, um, how difficult it was to get back. Joseph kind of started to tell the, the story of that midway through last season. And then we also didn't know that he would need another procedure this season in April. So, you know, it's been two years now 
since we've seen Joseph Martinez go into that game in Nashville at his best. And the question, you know, has to be, as age starts to become a factor, you know, can he get back to his best? And honestly, we're, we're just not going to know that. And that makes it a tough decision for the club and the front office because he's being paid as one of the three best players in the team. Can he still be that? Can he still be a designated player? It's not an easy decision, but you have to take the emotion out of it in a salary cap team and figure out what's best for the club as a whole going forward. The good thing in terms of injury recovery, Brad Gazan coming back from the Achilles, he has been flying through his recovery. He should be ready to go either day one or very, very early in preseason in January. And Miles Robinson's not far behind him. So two really key cogs from last year that were lost for the season early on. They should be back in preseason in 23 for Atlanta United. Fantastic. Well, Jason, this is Eric. Before we let you go this morning here on uh, Sam and Greg, I want to say it was a pleasure working with you. I worked with him Monday and Tuesday on his show, Atlanta Soccer Tonight. Looking forward to hearing what you got to have to say tonight after this big USA-England matchup. But uh, thank you because you got me off the hook because <laughs> I told these guys that I could get you. You were not on the rundown. And they said, oh, it would be great to have uh, Jason. I said, oh, I can get him. Don't worry, I get him. I, I got an inside you know, way to get him. So thank you for bailing me out because you, you, you got me off the hook. <laughs> we got the re- no we have, worries, I'm here to help. We've got the recap show every night uh, for, the, uh, for the run of this World Cup, sir. Every night during the tournament we're on either after Chuckery at 11 after games, after Hawks, uh, tonight looks like about 11 o'clock after Hawks Rockets. And if you, if you don't stay up with us and you get up in the morning and you want to get your World Cup recap, World Cup recap before the games get going, you can download it wherever you get your podcasts, off the woodwork, or you can listen on the Odyssey app. There you go. And, Mr. Crenshaw, this is a perfect time for you to give the rundown on your show because you guys are kind of wedged in one, like a sandwich between the Hawks or after. Uh, on each side of the Hawks. Absolutely. High School Scoreboard Show hitting early today. Going to be a preview edition for 5 o'clock to 7.30 ahead of Hawks. Chris Parker going to be in studio with me, so I'll be back in studio, uh, you know, later on today. Jason, man, thank you very, very much for getting up and being a part of the show, and uh, enjoy your, uh, I guess this is just a limited edition, a limited run with the World Cup, the World Cup show, but yeah. enjoy that, man. And, and, again, just thank you very much, and happy holidays to you. Appreciate it. Happy holidays, y'all. All right, Jason All right, Longshore. That was hey, nice going there, Eric. We appreciate you know that I mean? How about that? Yeah. yeah. Maria Martin, 11 Live, is going to join us next. She covers everything having to do with Old Miss, but we're going to talk to her about the Falcons and some NFL. Sam and Greg, in for John and Hughes, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio, 929 The Game and 929thegame.com. Sam and Greg with you on this Black Friday morning. Hope you're being safe if you're going out there. There's some rain in the area if you're going out and hitting parking lots and, you know, getting in line and, you know, those things that you're doing out there. Hope you're well, and thanks for letting us hang out with you a little bit. That, 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 he got a big my, old smile on his face. That's one of my favorite songs. He got one of a big old smile one on his face. my favorite Christmas songs. <laughs> Donna Hathaway left, left us a long time ago, but boy, what a song he left behind. Yeah, man. Are you ready to bring on our guest? Oh, yeah. Because well, I want to find out I how. I want to find out how much it spoiled her turkey last night. Well, no, I want to find but, out how uh, Dexter's yeah, 
Thanksgiving okay, was. Because well, well, you De- heard how Jesse's Thanksgiving was. Well, Dexter's Thanksgiving was better than hers. Was better 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 than yeah because of the way, the way that thing ended last night down there in Oxford. Oh my goodness. Oh well. Unless she was one of them people up in the stands throwing cans out on the field. No, she got family in town, man. Well, okay, well then she got she got she mom probably in she town. probably she probably knew some people and she there. probably couldn't cuss at the game because <laughs> you know in front of the game because her mother's there and everything. So uh, let's welcome on Maria Martin yes, Maria. And, and say good morning. Good Thank morning, you, Maria, and happy Thanksgiving and and off the compliment rip. her compliment her. On the nice picture she had on us. Okay, well, video. I was getting to that. Okay. You've just you been pushing that picture on me. Last time you were talking about her, you giving her a hard time for eating a salad in front of you. Yep. <laughs> that, yeah, I, we ain't forgot about that. Well, I got your back, Maria, but he was up here talking about, she's sitting over there eating a salad, salad, and I ain't had nothing to eat all day. You guys are so funny. Good morning. Happy Thanksgiving. We don't need you to fuss and talk about you. We just, <laughs> we just keep going here. How was, how was your Thanksgiving? I understand your mother's in town, and has she been enjoying her time with her daughter? Yeah, my mom's here. It's been great to have her all week. Um, I actually took the whole week off of work, so I'm taking a little bit of a break from my break to hang out with you guys this morning, which is awesome. Uh, yeah, we actually had an early Thanksgiving, which I think I'm going to start doing now. It, it was amazing. We had Thanksgiving dinner up in the mountains in Blue Ridge earlier this week with my husband's parents as well. And so last or yesterday and last night was really chill. All we did was watch football, and there was no pressure of cooking and getting all that stuff together, so it was great. Nice, nice. She got it all figured out, yeah, man. Yeah, but it was a little pressure, I guess, because she, her team was playing. You know what I mean? How did that? Uh, oh yeah, that, yeah. If you want to talk about the egg bowl, we'll be here for the next couple of hours. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have that kind of time. What? All right, let me just say this. And, and if you don't know, Maria is a proud alum of Ole Miss. Yeah. I started this last week. I didn't go to Ole Miss. I don't have a dog in a fight, but I'd like Lane Kiffin. Okay. Because he's interesting. Yeah. And if you can't be great, just be interesting. And he's been interesting. And when he's been interesting, he gets me to pull for him. And then he does something stupid that makes me jump off the bandwagon, which is what happened at the end of last week's game. They had a chance to win this game, remain 10, whatever it was, they, with one, one loss, and yeah. he blew the game. So I'm off it. Then you had yesterday, and I'll let you pick it up from here. Yeah, I mean, look, it, there's, a, there's a lot going on around Ole Miss right now, and that's because of all the rumors with Lane Kiffin and being linked to Auburn. And ever since that started happening, they have been a totally different team, and that's been very evident by the last two weeks that Ole Miss has played. And, you know, whether Lane's going to admit it or not, it's a distraction for anybody. Kids have social media, and, and they see everything that people are saying. And he even kind of touched on that last night in his postgame. I watched it. But, yeah. That, that's Lane Kiffin for you. I mean, I really like how public he is. It's really refreshing because a lot of coaches aren't like that. Um, so it's nice to have the banter with somebody on Twitter and social media, and he's super relevant, and that's the age of the kids that are playing football too. They're all on social media. So I really actually enjoy that. However, you've got to back it up when you're going to be like that. Thank and you. yesterday was very embarrassing. And especially in the fourth quarter when you took those two timeouts, I was screaming at the top of my lungs. Uh, the onside kick was a little less offensive to me because it was pouring rain in Oxford, and everybody knows it's a little bit difficult to do an onside kick and be successful in the weather. So that didn't make me as angry as the two timeouts. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. No, I was not one of the people throwing the cans on the field, you guys. I wouldn't have even done that had I been in the field. But wow. still, I mean, it, it, uh, it's one of the better rivalries in college football. I covered the Iron Bowl for three straight seasons, and that, that thing is nuts. But the Egg Bowl, it's fantastic. What about Lane Kiffin's call on the two-point conversion? Do you, do, I mean, were you scram- – I, I, I saw that. I said, no. But I don't – Yeah, well – 
and the play was there. I mean, watch it again. The play was there. It was just poorly executed, and it's one of those things where it's, it's high risk, high reward. Um, so, you know, I was mad about it, but it was there. It's just Jackson. Jackson messed that up a little bit, if you're asking me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Folks, spend the time on the waitforit.com hotline with Maria Mark. We haven't had to have her on with us in a while. So we ready. she is social, by the way. She is social. You can find her on Twitter at Rhea underscore Martin, at Rhea underscore Martin. Uh, Greg and I talked about, you know, this, this time of year and, and local TV and, and when you have to go out of town and travel. I know you guys are already set, you know, for Georgia and to go and cover whichever playoff they get into, whichever bowl game they just, and then to the championship game. But how much would a Falcons playoff run or getting to the playoffs kind of get in the mix with what you guys do? That's a great question. We haven't. I've been been there, done it, been there, done it. But I want to know how (laughs) how you go do it. (laughs) Yeah, well, I I think the better thing is, you know, it's the Braves have really prepared us for whatever is going to happen because usually when that's going on in October, we're in the thick of football season as well, right? I mean, the good news is we've got two people that can divide the travel. But again, like we haven't had to prepare for the Falcons being in any kind of playoff scenario or even playoff conversation since I've been here. So this is all new to me, but I, you know, I think the Braves have really prepared us for this. And I being, um, you know, my previous job was in Alabama. I had to cover Alabama and Auburn who are two typically very good teams. Um, Auburn's had their struggles, obviously. We don't need to go into all of that. So that was always really crazy because we were having to divide two major programs. Um, so I'm prepared. I'm ready for whatever happens. And hopefully, look, hopefully we're talking about the Falcons in a playoff situation or a wild card, whatever it may be. Well, listen, we're sitting here talking about the Falcons as we end November being relevant still. And that was something that wasn't a part of the conversation when we discussed this team early on. In fact, the last time we talked to you, as we sit here today on the 25th of November and you talk about this team or think about this team, what are your thoughts? And as far as... You know, the ball could have bounced a couple different ways and the, the, the record could be different positively and negatively. But where you sit right now, how do you feel about this Falcons team and what's being done? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, I love what they've been doing and I like how this team's evolved. And it's funny because I was literally just thinking about this the other day when I was watching them. You know, you look at the Rams game and the ball could have bounced a couple different ways and they could have won. I mean, they, they are so close to having a couple more wins on the board. And there were a few that were blowouts, no doubt, since he being the one at the top of my mind. But this team, what I've learned is that they're really scrappy. They've got a fight in them that I haven't seen in recent years with the Falcons. And they find ways to both win and lose, but they find ways to stay in ball games, which is really impressive. You know, at the beginning of the season, if you guys would have talked to me about this team, I would have told you there was no shot. And I think nobody really would have thought that this team would have been relevant at this point in the season. Everybody preseason didn't believe that they would even be in the conversation of being relevant, of being a playoff team. And, and we're looking at a team that somehow has found a way to put the guys that are on the roster together and make them play. And that look, that's a credit to Arthur Smith. He's, he's relatively new now with the franchise, but still, he has – found a way to make these players play for him, and, and that's a huge credit to him. Whether you like how he delivers his press conferences or not, he's done a really good job of getting these guys to play well and especially be in games where people have thought that they didn't have a chance. Yeah, Maria, I was going to ask you just about the fact that he, you know, is saying, like, the quarterback you see is the quarterback you got. And everybody's screaming, wanting to see the, the backup. <laughs> you know, the backup is the most popular guy in the building on some Sundays, but uh, but thoughts about he's, you know, we stuck with him, and we've seen good and we've seen bad in the middle, but overall, 
you know, he's doing things to give you a chance to win, and I think that's what you want with this team. Yeah, I've been really honest about my feelings about Marcus Mariota. He's a great dude. I love being around him every week. He's a super awesome person. However, I do think that he struggles a lot any given Sunday. And, I, I, you know, I understand the reason to stay with him, especially when you're in a playoff hunt. This isn't like a team that's experimenting every week. I mean, this is a team who's right there in it. And to make a change with a rookie quarterback who still has not had a snap in the regular season that's a big risk, and Desmond Ritter still is really young, and we don't really know a whole lot about what he would even look like, to be honest. I know it's it's the popular thing to want him to get in there when Marcus is struggling, but to ride with a quarterback who does have a lot of reps and a lot of snaps in the NFL is super important right now because, like he says, this is who they have, and this is who they have to work with right now. Marcus Mariota is not going to be the future of this franchise. So I understand the frustrations with him. Trust me, I'm one of those people screaming internally. Obviously, I can't do that in the press box, but internally I get so frustrated when I'm watching him every Sunday. He makes a lot of boneheaded plays, but he does a lot of really positive things too, and extending plays and extending drives when he's doing well. That's something that I think Arthur Smith has seen each week and has been able to stay with. I don't know that Desmond Ritter is a better option. And you, I mean, perfect example is Taylor, Taylor Heineke, who the Falcons are playing this week, right? This team has found a new spark in a new quarterback. I don't know that that would happen with Desmond Ritter. So I think staying with Marcus Mariota is the smart play here, the safe play here especially when they're, like I said, in the middle of a playoff conversation. You know, Maria, you brought up uh, Washington and Heineke and, and, and the Falcons, the next opponent, and I was thinking about this. In our lifetime, and I include you, Sam, and me in this, so in our lifetime, the closest thing I can think of what's going on up there in D.C. is when Doc Rivers was coaching the Clippers and going through that whole Donald Sterling yeah. thing, yeah. and they were trying to continue to stay relevant. And with that being said, these guys are sitting in the uh, – what are they, the Commodores, the Commanders? Commanders. <laughs> um, oh my they, these guys are sitting at a 6-5 and five record and making noise in a way that you would not expect from a team that has all this other craziness going on on the periphery. When you give thought to this Washington team, knowing what you know about everything in the surroundings, what are your thoughts? Well, I think it's funny. You said 6-5. and five. That would be a team that would lead the NFC South right now. Yes, it it's would. It's just funny how each, how each division works, you know. Uh, my thoughts are good for Taylor Heineke, seriously. I mean, he's a local guy around here. Went to Collins Hill High School. Um, he's waited his turn. And I think if you saw the postgame press conference, or not even press conference, he was on the field uh, getting interviewed by Jen Hale on Fox last week. He was really emotional. And, and I love to see that. I think I played it in every show that I had last week because, this is a guy that's had to wait his turn, and he's a guy that's been patient, hasn't been relevant at all in the NFL, and now, what, they've won five out of the last six or something like that. I mean, they're on fire. They're rallying around the spark, and sometimes that happens with the team whenever, like you said, you're trying to stay relevant, you're trying something new, and what do they have to lose? Taylor Heineke, go in there, prove yourself. Carson Wentz is healthy. Who cares? Keep him in there. I think it's great. You know, this is a team that reminds me a little bit of the Falcons in the sense that they're really scrappy. And they haven't even had their best player on the field all season long. Who knows if we're going to see Chase Young on Sunday or not. But he is their best player, and I really do believe that. They haven't even had him as a factor on defense all year. So this is really interesting. And the fact that they've been able to block out everything, like you said, on the outside is really impressive. They've had so much stuff going on around the commanders this year. And Somehow, behind Taylor Heineke, of all quarterbacks, they've found a way to win. I think Sunday's going to be a really interesting matchup for the Falcons, and if you would have asked me that at the beginning of the year, I actually had the Commanders as an easy win circled for the Falcons before I knew anything about what this team is like now. Now I'm not so sure. 
Yeah, yeah. And once again, another quarterback from the area they're going to face. They just faced one last week, yeah. and, and and here's another one this week. Maria, we thank you for spending some time with for disrupting your off time. Yeah. We're sorry. We're sorry we, we intruded right on your in off there. time. But we, we thank you for spending some time. No, you some... guys, <laughs> anytime, anytime you want to ask me to do anything, I am happy to do it. And anytime you want to talk football, except you got me going early on the egg ball. So, you know, that's a little bit questionable. <laughs> that's Sam's but, fault. You know, he, I, I'm that's, happy to jump on. That's all, that's all I'm saying. We blaming him. Tell your mother, tell Dexter and anybody else, your husband, that uh, we want to thank them for allowing you to get on and join us this morning. But you enjoy the rest of your weekend. And thank you, as always, Maria, for contributing to the show. Thanks, Maria. Yeah, thank you, guys. Appreciate you. And happy Thanksgiving to your families as well. There you right. go. Maria Martin, 11 Alive. Like, just call her Dexter's mama. Yeah, that's it. Dexter's mama. That's it, man. Yeah. <laughs> She's having herself a big time. We may come up with another uh, person we wake up in a second. You think so? As we get on out of here, we're we're working on it. All it's, right, it's Sam and Greg we're waking folk up. We are, yeah, we're wait, we're we're in for the steakhouse, right? I get that right. That's okay. right. In That's for right. the steakhouse. That's right. On this Black Friday morning, Sam and Greg Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game ninety two nine The Game And yep, take us with you on the Odyssey app. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg in for the steakhouse. Yeah. By the way, yeah. you know, it, I don't think the guy's in witness protection program, but we can't find steak. We can't find nobody to even give us a number for steak. He completely, when it, this ain't his show, I, him and Sandra normally here start at 9 o'clock, hey. and we are doing this Friday. We're happily we doing this Friday. And listen, John and Hugh, we know they're sleeping in. <laughs> okay. But we have never had steak on yeah. our show, oh, really? even though we're in for his show. Right. So the cemetery, it'd be kind of like crossing we, we, we got, we crossing streams with the Ghostbusters. Yeah, we, we got to get him on. But we tried to get him on. We reached out to a few people, and ain't nam one of them got his number. No. And we can't get to him. No. Man, Senegal is about to take down Qatar here. And, uh, you know, the host team is not off to a good start in this World Cup. Qatar has already lost one. Well, they ain't supposed and to be there anyway. W- they ain't supposed to be the host team anyway. They, they're the host team. Yeah, they ain't supposed to have them. They're they losing 3-0, three 3-0 nil, three nil to Senegal. Man, these brothers from Senegal have made the trip up there, and they are partying in the stands. <laughs> they yeah. Have, they're, they're having a good time. Well, they ain't having that much of a good time because they can't serve liquor in there. Well, no, but they, they it's, Unless you know. they sneak it in in their socks. You, you, you don't know. They might be doing flask? Something. Possibly, possibly, mm. possibly. Uh, USA is coming up at 2 o'clock taking on England. I wonder if King Charles will be watching. When's the last time you said that? Have you ever said that? I, I don't know. I might have thought it, but I've never brought his That's name up in conversation. It, and it just feels strange to yeah, say Yeah, it does. It. But King Charles. Will King Charles be watching today? I'm sure he will be. He's kind of busy. Well, you busy with well, getting ready for a coronation. Yeah, but yeah, but that's later, man. This is England's playing. This is they. This do you game. think he cares about this? I oh, thought he was whoa, all about equestrian much. and stuff very like much. that. Well, that's his mom. They just sit and talk like this, and everything. Well, well, mom's like mom was like the love the ponies. He, we need I to mean, call him up, find out, go look in his mama's purse, what? <laughs> and see what was in there. All <laughs> which ones? He probably had a whole room full of them. Right? She like a sneakerhead. She a purse head. You know what they, she got you know a million what? purses. I, I could see them having a big. I don't say museum, but a massive exhibit of just her 
purses? Yes. You're what, what, the only what, what, person I no, know no, that's not captivating. Just a purse, but her attire. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And so if you got the attire, you got to have the purse because she had that to, to coordinate. The hat. There was the no way in the and, world I'd want to be in charge of having that, be taking that display around. Yeah. Because if you were to have that thing ripped off. Yeah. I don't think you take. I don't think you take it on tour. I think it has to be a place that people can. It's so because you have so many things from different time periods where exactly. people want to see. So yeah, I mean that's, that's if you that's were to auction off the gown or the whatever it is that they get. Um, I know there's a cape that they all wear. It's been mm-hmm. handed down for centuries, maybe. But whatever she wore, coronation for her coronation. If that were to go up at like. One of these auction houses, Sotheby's or whatever it's called, how would that probably be the oh biggest goodness. item ever? Probably for so. auction. Probably so. And would it get a billion dollars? Whatever they, whatever they, some you know somebody would would, would fork that over. But uh, but that's amazing. I got I got I got I to please take people. care of business. Got to remind people of something. Hawks fans, uh, we've got a new podcast for you. Nothing but nest. Get insight Ooh, we'll on say, your plan. Where is it? Is it saying nothing again. but nest? Nothing but nest. Uh, get insight. Get insight on your favorite b- basketball team from hosts Caleb Johnson and Deshaun Tate. Deshaun, uh, yeah, man, congratulations, it's to Deshaun. It's a long season, but what happens in November will shape the playoffs. That's why it's important to stay in the know. Follow nothing but nest on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Nothing but nest with Caleb and Deshaun. We we ain't seen Deshaun since we found out that he's there's there's youngin coming his way. Yeah, man. And at, at the tenth anniversary, at the tenth anniversary, yeah, and we haven't made it man. to his you know? reveal party. Yep, but, but no, but exactly what was that? Yes and no. But you know, uh, I'm glad to know he's got this, and we got to get we we had to get him on anyway. But now he's got this podcast happening, so it's gonna be big. We still haven't heard anybody from Steak. Nobody. No. All right, well, let, he, the, let him know he, we tried. He's heard now. He's probably in he, Yeah. He's, <laughs> well, it's not so much me he'll want to come on. He'll want to come on to be with you. No. Because he'll want to be on with you. No, I think it would be on with both of us, man. Where do you think he's at right now? I don't know. He got family. You think they're pulling him and doing some shopping? Guitar just scored. Oh, they did? Did they? Yeah. Oh, that was <sighs> a beautiful goal. Look at that. We can't, awesome. we can't, we can't do that. Look at that curve. We can't, we look, can't look, get play-by-play, play, man. Look at that curve. Curve man, in. We can't, we can't get play-by-play. Play. Somebody's going to get a call. Okay. Sam McGregor, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. We got some few minutes left in here. Going to turn things over to Chris Goforth, who will take you into this Black Friday uh, mm-hmm. late morning. Um, we want to thank uh, Rick Limpert. And by the way, let's do this again while we have a minute to let people know about some of these gifts that he came on with earlier in the show and let you know if you're going out doing some Black Friday shopping, you might want to. I know to the, think the about first one he mentioned is one I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go look for the Galaxy Smart Tag. I'm going to go and look for some of those. That's the one that I actually had an issue with. Yeah, but I, I, you know what? I think that's that's, uh, and I won't say who I'm getting it for or anything like that. But <laughs> but but I'm gonna, uh, yeah. If you you know, so you got you get that. He had the uh, the golf clubs. Would you have to go to us dot dot com? I never heard of this, you know, golf club making company. He says it's the greatest in 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 Japan, and um, so they're available. Um, what was the other thing that he had? The, uh, I can't pull oh, the list up right now. Oh, the uh, the the, the uh, car phone holder, car phone holder. Right. And so he had he had that also listed the Babolat tennis racket, which we didn't get him to mention uh, the Atlanta Open. I'm sure they may have. some. Well, I mentioned it. Have, I know, but I'm, I'm sure they may have some Black Friday deals. I'm sure Eddie Gonzalez would love people to mention the fact that you know 
I'm sure they have some uh, deals where people want to get ticket packages for the tournament uh, coming up next year. I'm going to say this again, and we'll be talking about it in the weeks, in the weeks leading up to uh, Christmas, but a unique gift. Put somebody in a workshop, one of the voiceover workshops, mm-hmm. acting workshops. Uh, Bill Seller and Atlanta VoiceOver Studio have workshops leading up to the, well, they have them regularly anyway, but they have some special prices. Bill Seller is actually going to do a Sam and Greg discount. Okay. Moving forward. Now, again, I mentioned this when I talk about these two places that do voiceover work for you. Bill has this thing where he does. Now, I voiceovers, Atlanta VoiceOver Studio has multiple prices, much like Bill, but they really push the multiple prices and the multiple things they can do for you, whether it's just put together a demo, whether it's that's a place you're going to go record if you have to do something, whether it's an acting class or it's an acting workshop. They have the facilities in the different rooms there to do it. Bill is more of a one-on-one teacher, and he has credibility. I mean, not credibility. They all have credibility. He has what he likes to say is a want for anybody who works with him. And we've had a couple of people that worked here that, were, that went and saw Bill, Willie P being one who's no longer with us, but he's up, up the street in Charlotte doing radio still. Mm-hmm. Um, he has integrity. So he's not going to just take your money and give you a demo and do this. He wants you to sound a certain kind of way. So he wants to make sure that you get the full package. So he's not just going to do, you know, it's just not like a restaurant that you can get stuff a la carte. He would prefer that you put at least two or three items together that he will help you with. So, again, that information is up on um, the casting call, 929thegame.com slash casting call. You can see that there. Also, if you've got any more questions about any of that stuff, greg.clarkson at odyssey.com. But the voice over. As the show winds down, it's time for us to cover some of the things we haven't yet as we flush out some of the small stories we may have missed with Sam and Greg. All right. Well, anyway, I was going to say that would make a great present. <laughs> so let's move on. Hey, you ever read the Farmer's Farmer's Almanac? Not in a while. I've never seen one, period. Oh, you serious? And I'm talking about, I grew up in farmland. I mean, not far from it, no, obviously, not in really Chicago. Farmland, yeah. But that, that they had a farm report that was as popular as any morning show on AM Radio in mm-hmm. Chicago. A dude named Orion Samuelson asked me why I remember that. I don't know why. But the Farmer's Almanac started on this day. 1792, the first publication of the Farmer's Almanac. We talked about the sword, sword swallower earlier. And, you know, in the history of anything, there was always a begin date. Today was the day that evaporated milk was patented. What? Yeah, man. I guess you, I guess you have to create it at some point, It got to right? start sometime, man. That was back in the mid-1800s. Did his name Lou Boudreau mean anything? Mm-hmm. Lou Boudreau played for the Cleveland Indians. Right. He became, at 24 years old, the first player manager. Wow. That was Lou Boudreau. And it might have been for the Cleveland Indians. It might have been guys before, but that was 1941. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It premiered on this day. It hit the charts on this day, 1949. Um... This one, I don't say with any sort of likeness to it, but today was the day, 1963, that JFK was laid to rest. I say that because today is also the birthday of JFK Jr. Wow. Think about that. Wow. That he has to remember that on his birthday. Um, yeah, he was uh, born on this day, 1960. Lou Pinella got the AL MVP on this day. America, in the minds of a lot of people, screwed it up. Because drivers had to 
reduced their speed to 55 miles an hour. This is the day in 1973 that the U.S. cut the maximum speed limit. Of course, then they raised it back. 1979, for, this was the beginning of a 22-year marriage on TV. John Madden and Pat Summerall did their first game. Man. Did their first game yep. on this day, 79. Today was the day of the No Moss fight. Sugar Ray Leonard beat Roberto Duran at the Superdome. And in the eighth round, Duran quit. Where a lot of people who don't speak Spanish learned what no mas meant. Yep, found out big time. Yeah. Uh, Raleigh Fingers became the first reliever to win the AL MVP. And speaking of boxing, Larry Holmes knocked out Marvis Frazier on this day. And he was wearing his daddy's shorts from the first Ali fight. I'll never forget that. <laughs> and, Mar- and, and Joe Frazier was standing there behind him, and Larry Holmes just took him out. Andrew Carnegie and Carl Benz. Had a birth, uh, celebrated a birthday on this day. Carl Benz, of course, inventor yep. and engine mm-hmm, designer. Mm-hmm, right. Joe DiMaggio. Wow. Would have been his birthday today. Mr. Coffee. Um, Joe Gibbs. Happy 82nd birthday today. Percy Sledge. Ben Stein would have celebrated a birthday. And if you don't know who Ben Stein is, he was the actor who said, Bueller. Yeah. Bueller. Yeah. Um, Terry Stotts, former Hawks coach. Mm-hmm. 65 today. Chris Carter. Happy birthday. Christina Aguilera, I'm sorry, Christina Applegate, Applegate, who's got MS. It's her birthday today. Donovan McNabb, 46 years old today. And Joey Chestnut is probably having hot dogs for Thanksgiving. Yeah, but he, that, we, he would not eat a hot dog for Thanksgiving, would he? He might. I guess he would. I don't know. He'd do it faster than anybody else. <laughs> that is it for us. We got Chris Goforth coming up next. We'll remind you, Hawks and Hawks and uh, Rockets pregame at 7.30. Tip at 8 o'clock tonight. You can hear that right here. Tomorrow, you want to hear that Michigan-Ohio State game because you got to work. You, you can't watch it. Pregame 11.30, kickoff at 12. We've got that game followed by LSU, Texas A&M right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Enjoy the rest of your day, Mr. Crenshaw. High School Scoreboard Show, early edition tonight at 5. We'll be here, so make sure you tune in. Eric, thank you for everything. You guys go out and have yourself a big day. Chris, go forth this next. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. We'll see you on Sunday morning.